0: This is Finding Center, a daily half-hour of spiritual focus. Today on Finding Center, the theme is Creating Powerful Prayers. Bonnie H. Corden, Young Women General President of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints at the time of this devotional, will give her address entitled, Ask of God, Our Solace, Guide, and Stay.
1: It is a thrill for me to be here with you today. It brings back a flood of memories. When I was a newly returned missionary from Portugal, my very first date was to a BYU devotional. (laughs) I have a long-lasting love for these incredible, wonderful gatherings. The Spirit has a great capacity to teach us the things that we are willing to receive in these sacred settings. I pray that we will pause—pause for just a minute—and be in tune to what he would have us learn today. From the moment I received the invitation to speak with you, I began to pray for you, the student body, and the faculty. As I prayed, the Spirit touched my heart, giving me a sense of God's tremendous love for you and making me aware of some of your concerns. I was given just a small glimpse of the deep loneliness some of you were dealing with. I felt great anticipation for those of you beginning a new adventure, and I became mindful of the anxiety of those carrying burdens or in transitions preoccupied about the past, the present, and the future. These reoccurring insights witnessed to me more fully the Lord knows you intimately—both collectively but, more importantly, individually. Oh, how He loves you. He cares about you in a way that human language cannot adequately express. As part of this mortal experience, we each long to feel loved. We yearn for connection, both to Heavenly Father and to each other. We've gone to great lengths over centuries and decades to connect. Countless tools have been invented. In fact, some of you are probably inventing new tools as we speak all with the hope of easing our loneliness and feeling support and love for one another. Two hundred years ago, a young man read a promise in the scriptures, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. Where do we turn for answers? What is our source of comfort and solace? Who is our steadfast guide and stay as we face the challenges of life? Like the Prophet Joseph Smith, our answer is to ask of God. God lives. He is our Father. He is accessible to us. He will be our guide, our solace, and our stay if we go to Him in prayer, one of the greatest of all the privileges given to the sons and daughters of God. As we consistently go to Heavenly Father in prayer, we develop a relationship with Him that helps us see ourselves and Him in a clearer light. He will guide us. He wants to help us achieve the divine and eternal potential He knows is ours. Our Savior Jesus Christ taught us the pattern for prayer—a pattern with tremendous power. We call upon Heavenly Father, offer thanks to Him, ask for blessings, and then we close in the name of our Savior Jesus Christ. When we approach this communication with real intent, I believe we will see how prayer can bring the will of the Father and the will of the child into correspondence with each other. Recently, as I uttered the familiar words to address Heavenly Father in prayer, I was overcome with a sense of awe. I paused and I thought, Who am I to address God? But almost instantly an innate knowledge was rekindled. He is my father, and I am his daughter. I know he longs to hear from me as much as I yearn to commune with him. This experience was overwhelming and and revitalizing all at once. Once we humbly call upon God, we get to thank him for our blessings. There is a power that comes as we are generous with our gratitude. Let me explain by sharing a childhood memory. As a little four-year-old, I was asked to pray over the Sunday meal. I began and I kept one eye open so I would not forget to pray for all the food by name and each family member. I prayed for the mashed potatoes, the meat, and the corn, and then I prayed for Mom, Dad, Linda, and Glenn. I was just about to end the prayer when my mother whispered in my ear, and bless Rodney. With the full wrath of a four-year-old, I said, No. And you know why? Well, I do not remember what my older brother Rodney did to be excluded from my prayer (laughs) that day. You can imagine. But I know I was in a dither about something. Maybe some of you can relate to having a hard time expressing gratitude when you are hurt or upset. If we hope to gain the full power of this portion of prayer, we may need to open our hearts more fully. What could have happened if I had thanked God for Rodney that day? What if we offer thanks for those situations that bring us frustration, sorrow, or even anguish? Could we open our heart and offer thanks for a trial while still experiencing it? If you talk to someone who has come through the fierce, fiery furnace— or the lion's den, they will tell you that the blessings they have received, that they received increased strength and even miracles that have been discovered amidst their trials. As we sincerely thank God in and through our trials, we invite Him to help us see our trials and ourselves in a different way. Thanking Him rather than asking for something to be taken away helps us accept His unceasing effort to mold us into who we are meant to become. It allows us to see the flow of blessings deeper and broader than we could ever comprehend. Having expressed our gratitude, we have the privilege to ask for blessings. Perhaps a very different list of requests will come from our refocused position of gratitude. The object of our prayer should be to secure for ourselves and for others blessings that God is eager to bestow according to His will and timing. God knows us, and He knows our potential and our limitations. He wants to bless us in all things temporal and spiritual. Recently, I ran into a BYU student and asked her how her classes were going. She admitted that statistics was giving her some trouble. We talked for a minute, and then as I went to hug her goodbye, I whispered, you know— God is really good at stats. And then she responded, I hadn't even thought to ask. The word Google is now in the dictionary as a noun, a verb, and even an adjective. Can you believe that? But I invite you to take your questions to the divine source that starts with a capital G. Prayer may not offer you over 34 million results on a single topic, but through prayer you may be blessed with a clearer mind and quicker understanding. God wants to bless us according to His plan for us, consistent with our need to grow, no matter the topic. There may be some of you who are thinking, I have prayed, and I continue to pray. But the Lord doesn't answer. I, too, have questions and concerns that I repeatedly bring to God. There is a reason that prayer is referred to as a form of work. At some point, we all have to wait upon the Lord. The answer may be there, but not as we had expected. It may be a matter of timing, and we just need to continue to ponder and wrestle. Trust that the Lord will guide the future as He has the past. We close our prayer in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, He who is the author and finisher of our faith. I love that we begin by acknowledging our relationship to our Heavenly Father, and we close by recognizing Jesus Christ and His role in our lives. This puts our gratitude and our asking in the context of the divine plan of happiness and our commitment to live by that plan. The Savior declared, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. When we sincerely offer our will and our willingness to follow Him in prayer, the power of the Savior's Atonement and our covenants will help us act on the inspiration we receive. Now, can we pause for just a minute, and can you just take a second to just ponder what have you received this last week as you have asked of God? Mark that down and reflect on those things often as you think, what has the Lord told me? We know that prayer is evidence that the Lord understands the storms of life and the need for His children to have a safe place to retreat. While prayer is spiritual work, it is also an opportunity to find solace as we turn to God. Solace is defined as comfort in times of sadness or distress. The Lord is merciful unto all who will, in sincerity of heart, call upon His holy name. Our Father in Heaven wants us to counsel with Him about what is important to us. If it matters to us, it matters to Him, because we matter to Him. Let me illustrate this with a story from my daughter-in-law Hannah. She says, While I was serving as a missionary in the United States, I was transferred to a new area where a wonderful member would feed us four to five times a week. The first dinner I went to, the sweet sister surprised us with pizza. Excited for each treat, I eagerly ate my dinner and thanked the sister. The next night you can imagine my surprise when a completely new family treated us again to pizza. I ate the pizza and thanked the family for their thoughtfulness. However, after this pattern was repeated every night for two weeks, I was sick of pizza and started dreading dinner with members. Finally, when it started to weigh me down, I dropped to my knees and told Heavenly Father that I was so grateful for the members' service, but I couldn't eat any more pizza. (laughs) I needed a break, and a meal of fresh vegetables would be wonderful. That evening, after a long day of work, we arrived at a member's home for dinner. The mother was visibly nervous as we sat down to eat. She explained that she was trying to cook healthier for her family. But if we didn't like her dinner, she could order us pizza. (laughs) She then served us a scrumptious dinner of fresh vegetables. In prayer, I thanked Heavenly Father for the break from pizza and courageously asked, if it was possible to have curry with rice for dinner. My heart started to giggle when we showed up for our next dinner appointment and we were served curry with rice. This pattern continued for an entire week. Each morning I would pray specifically for what I wanted to eat. And that night the members would unknowingly serve us the exact meal I had asked for. (laughs) Finally, after a week, I told Heavenly Father He won. I couldn't think of any dinner that He couldn't deliver, and I was ready to return to pizza or whatever the members served. After that prayer, my heart felt light and unburdened, and grateful for such a mindful and loving Father in Heaven. Like Hannah discovered, every joy seems doubled and every sorrow supported when we bring it to God in prayer. Every prayer is a brick in the foundation of our relationship with Heavenly Father. The true gift of prayer is knowing we are not alone when the world literally brings us to our knees. Many of us have already experienced firsthand what the prophet Helaman warned his sons about when he said, And now, my sons, Remember, remember, that it is upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that ye must build your foundations, that when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds, yea, when all his hail and his mighty storm shall beat upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down because of the rock upon which you are built, which is a sure foundation, wherein, if men build, they cannot fall." Life sent me a hurricane of sorrow in December of 2016. We took our family on a trip of a lifetime, a week at Disney. Our oldest grandchild, Derek, was two and a half, and I was so excited, and he was so excited to discover the magic. For the very first day, everything amazed him. He held my hand, and together we rode as many rides as we could, falling into bed each night exhausted and happy. In the middle of the fourth night. Little Derek stopped breathing, and his parents rushed him to the hospital. I stayed with the family at the hotel and immediately went to my knees in prayer. With a measure of confidence, I asked Heavenly Father to bless Little Derek, that he would feel good enough to join us that day for our planned activities. As I was praying, the Spirit gently but unmistakably impressed on my mind, Little Derek has returned home to heaven. Wait, what? The answer was so far from my thoughts, and yet I knew it was true. Despite my reeling shock, there was an instant peace from God which passeth all understanding. In my heart and in my mind, I knew then little Derek had passed away. Derek was in a children's hospital for three days on life support I longed for my little Derek, but as I prayed, I continued to feel comfort and consolation from a loving Heavenly Father. The week after Derek's passing, I was scheduled to do some ministering visits at the Primary Children's Hospital in Salt Lake. I felt overwhelmed and didn't think I could walk back into those medical sights, sounds, and smells again. I pleaded to the Lord for guidance. My heart was tender, and I didn't know if I would be any help to others in their suffering. Could I just stay home? Tears flowed in abundance, which is unusual for me. And the feeling in my heart and mind was go, just go. So, with makeup streaming down my face, I went. As I checked in, a sweet peace came over me. The Lord knew my willingness, even though hurting and he had orchestrated an extra dose of love for me. I was guided to visit Oliver, a young primary child fighting cancer. He was filled with love and courage. He had written on his big whiteboard, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. To this day, that scripture is a reminder that my Heavenly Father knows me and loves me. I still have a hole in my heart for little Derek. And will until I'm able to see Him again. But until then, I gain solace in the Lord and keep moving forward, building on a sure foundation of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Whatever your mighty shaft in the whirlwind may be, come to Him. He knows the end from the beginning, and He knows you. He delights to bless you, and He will carry you. You can trust Him. You will find rest in Him. With promise, guidance and proven solace, you would think we would ask of God continually. He will be our stay, our steadfast and constant source of strength and revelation, if we will choose to walk with Him. Yet we sometimes cease to pray. We allow what was once a close relationship and constant communication to become distant and less connected. The Book of Mormon teaches us about the need for continual prayer through the example of Jared and his brother. At the Tower of Babel, the brother Jared cried unto the Lord to save the language of their people, and the Lord responded. Then the brother Jared cried unto the Lord that he would not confound the language of his friends. Both times the Lord had compassion, and they were not confounded. With these prayers answered— The brother Jared returned again to the Lord and prayed concerning their land and where the Lord would have them go. The Lord promised to bless them and meet them in the valley of Nimrod because this long time you have cried unto me. Jared and his brother went to the valley of Nimrod and, as promised, the Lord came to them and talked to them. Line upon line, step by step, Jared and his brothers were directed continually by the hand of the Lord. They made it through the wilderness to the seashore where they pitched their tents and stayed for four years. Certainly, the power of prayer had been understood and practiced throughout their journey, but the brother Jared did not continue praying to the Lord. As a result, the account says, For the space of three hours— did the Lord talk with the brother Jared and chasten him because he remembered not to call upon the name of the Lord? Wow. What else can we say? After a season of being guided through prayer, did the brother Jared simply forget to pray? Did he feel like he had things under control and he didn't need God? Did he slowly fall out of the habit of praying? President Russell M. Nelson counseled a friend in a similar state of neglect. Understand that in the absence of experiences with God, one can doubt the existence of God. So put yourself in a position to begin having experiences with Him. Humble yourself. Pray to have eyes to see God's hand in your life and in the world around you. Ask Him to tell you if He's really there, if He knows you. Ask Him how he feels about you, and then listen. The example of the brother of Jared brings hope, because he repented and was again guided by the Lord. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland said, It's difficult to imagine what a three-hour rebuke from the Lord might be like. But the brother of Jared endured it. With immediate repentance and prayer, this prophet again sought guidance for the journey. God accepted his repentance and lovingly gave further direction for their crucial mission. After this, the brother of Jared's faithfulness was such that he saw God face to face. Our Heavenly Father and our Savior Jesus Christ love us. Even if we have spent four years on the seashore and have never called home, they are there ready and waiting to bless How would our relationship with our Father change if the passion and sincerity of our prayers did not wane after the crisis has passed? Can you imagine the truths we will discover and the wonders we will achieve as we choose to pray always with the same fervor we plead when we are in need? My dear friends, The Savior has invited us, abide in me. And notice the promise, it's not with, it is in. I testify that as we abide in him, his spirit, which is a spirit of truth, the Comforter, will abide with us. There is no need to muddle through life alone. We can have heaven's help. Through prayer, we will come to understand who we are and how much we are loved. We will know what steps to take to move forward in our own life and how to bless those around us. Our trust, confidence, and humility will increase. I testify of the knowledge and miracles that come from continual communion with our Heavenly Father. Ask of God. Continue to make prayer constant in your life, intentional purposeful, heartfelt prayer. Allow it to be your solace, guide, and stay. I bear you my testimony that Christ lives, and prayer is a blessing. Ask of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
0: You've been listening to Finding Center. Join us every weekday for a half hour of inspiration and spiritual focus. Today's theme was Creating Powerful Prayers, Bonnie H. Corden gave her devotional entitled Ask of God, Our Solace, Guide, and Stay. Speeches on Finding Center are often edited for broadcast. Find links to the full talks and access the rest of our Finding Center episodes on the free BYU Radio app, available wherever you get your apps. Finding Center is a production of BYU Broadcasting.